You're listening to Not Another Origin Story, the comic book movie podcast. I'm your host, Bogues, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Chapman. Thanks for letting me be here, Derek. All right, Carl. Which um, what what sport are we talking about today? Wait, which podcast am I on? Oh shit! Sorry, I got my schedule. So I'm on like a podcast like every day of the week. I have a different podcast, so I, sorry, I, I just I would pay money to listen to you do a podcast <laughs> about sports. You you never heard Ben's Sports Corner? No, uh, sadly uh, I have not. Oh, we talk about how my favorite uh, my favorite team uh, in every sport is the guy who wears the black and white striped shirt. He seems to be everywhere. And he doesn't seem to have to follow any of the rules. That is it's true. The best team out. He does get to make them up as he there. goes along. Love it. Big fan. Ah, <laughs> ah what are we going to do with this guy? Uh. P- Pogues, uh, now that I got my notes correct, it's like, all right, Pogues. Okay, yeah, the nerdy guy. Oh, the comic book one. Mm-hmm, oh, mm-hmm. Fuck. Nice. All right, well, hey, comic book fans. It's me here to talk to you about your favorite. I, I guess this, goof- is, this probably means the game you told me you were going to play was just going to be sports <laughs> facts. Yeah, I had some questions about how hockey pucks get made, but I guess we'll just talk about it at a different time. Uh, anyway, uh, well, it's good to talk about... Uh, it's, good, it's good to be back here for another mini-sode after our Black Panther episode, which was fantastic. Uh, sorry about any audio quality issues. I think something was wrong with my echoey mic, and Pogues had to do some adjustments. Nah, nobody should have noticed. You shouldn't have said anything. Now you've ruined the secret. I love the audio that came out of our last week's episode. Big, big fan. There we go. Um, Perfect. Uh, hopefully you've listened to the episode uh, I'm sure you've seen Black Panther uh, so you can listen to the both of us talk about how much we like it but bring up a few of the small problems we had and uh, you know throw in a joke or two yeah I mean like we, we obviously like everybody out there was exceptionally excited about the Black Panther uh, film it, it, it deserved its praise um, I think generally the, the, the criticism we had could be summed up in the best kind of criticism, which is like, can you just give us a longer cut of the movie? Yeah. So there was there was like less character gaps that we uh, couldn't couldn't account for. We just wanted a little more, as they say. Mm. Yeah. So <clears throat> check that out. But this week we're going to tell you about the next movie up, which is perhaps not as uh, beloved a film, and certainly from a director who is n- not beloved. <laughs> He's a real. Uh, it's a real toss-up whether or not you like this guy or you hate him uh there seems to be little middle ground between uh i will say that that i think yeah i I would say that i just double checking i think the 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 reviews for this film uh, in the end uh were i would say mixed i wouldn't say that it was particularly a negative I, i i know a lot of people who like this movie i'm hoping to find someone who's really passionate about it um, I'm just kind of cranky about it. I think I would say uh, I've, you know, I've rewatched it. Um, I'm hoping that in my description of this, people can get the idea of what movie we're talking about. Because of course, of course, we're talking about Snow Dogs. Um, a lot of people don't know that Snow Dogs was uh, originally a comic. Uh, it was a really gritty, like a uh, 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 Wildstorm comic about uh, uh, you know getting revenge on the man who killed your Snow Dogs. Yeah, Frank but, Miller um, through the. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, Frank Miller's. It's, it's, an, it's an old uh, Snow Dog writer. I don't know. Uh, he comes out of retirement to avenge the death of his Snow Dogs. And I was pretty surprised they choose Cuba to play Grizzled Dogman, the the main protagonist of Snow Dogs. But um, 
Uh, I was. Pretty... He also seems very young in this version, <laughs> and the dogs are still alive. So I'm not sure if the movie follows the comic as well as we all thought. I lost it. I couldn't do it, Pogues. I know I ask you to draw a lot of things for me, but for the love of God, I need you to draw issue one cover of of Grizzle Dogman in Snow Dogs, the Frank Miller. The Frank Miller version of Snow Dogs. I'll see what I can do. Well, the the original version. Oh yes, of course. Be, before Disney adaptation. fucked it up as usual. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Friends, we are not doing a fictional movie that I just deeply wish existed. No, we are doing uh, a film that we talked about a number of times, sort of uh, uh, off on the side of minisodes and other episodes, um, but has been requested for this episode. That's right. A good, I always good dear friend. I always mention when we post these episodes if you have a suggestion for a film. Well, this time we got a suggestion from our buddy Nate. Yeah. Three years in, we got a suggestion. That's right. Not, not shabby. <laughs> by, by the time we're 10 years in, we might be able to get two. Uh, our friend Nate. 2021, 2021 we're going to do Judge Dredd after someone, someone asked we do it and forgot that we already did it. We'll never forget um, we did that. <laughs> it will, there'll never be a time where we'll be like, did we do Virus or Catwoman? We'll always remember the really bad ones. I am the law. But this time, we are doing uh, a brand new film. Uh, Pokes? Watchmen. A movie much maligned by its own creator of the comic, Alan Moore. <laughs> and a movie now that I think we, we think about differently because Zack Snyder's reputation has... Um, Plummeted? Wavered. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Who would have thought was... the man who brought us the rape-fueled fantasy film Sucker Punch would end up not being that great of a director? <laughs> It's weird, because I had to double-check, like, Zack Snyder is kind of often a reviled term in when talking about comic book movies. People sort of refer to him as, like, the Michael Bay, you know, where it's like, With- Michael <laughs> Bay doesn't necessarily do only trash, but he's known for some yeah. pretty notable trash, so he just gets slammed. It's, even it's, though- it's hard to remember the rocks of uh, Zack Snyder. If you know, I'm referring to the movie, <laughs> yeah. The Rock, not the actor. But I was checking, and I forgot, his, his, his director credits that I recognize begin with the Dawn of the Dead remake of 2004, uh, which I guess some people might don't like. I, I like it just fine. Uh, it's got a Richard Cheese song in it, which is, God, weird as hell. And then he went on to do 300, which everyone remembers, and I think everyone liked at the time, and then, like The Matrix, got kind of annoyed with what it did to action movies for the next 10 years. Oh, yeah. And what um, it still does to his movies. Yeah, with this with the unnecessary slow mo, and then he does Watchmen in two thousand nine. Um, so at that point, he hasn't done anything to make anyone mad. I would think no, and and but, I think he had gotten some uh, sort of uh, people liked three hundred. Even if people didn't yes. like the movie, they were like stylistically, it looked so different from anything at the time. Now it. If you go back and watch it, you're like, well, this just looks like every garbage action film of the last, like, two decades. And the reason is, is because, well, not two decades, but the reason is they're all trying to ape 300. So, yeah, it's... Yeah, so he he set a standard, whether you like it or not. He did set a standard. He set a standard, which is perfectly fine for that movie. It just should not have been put in every movie. Yeah. Yeah. But he went on to do Sucker Punch in 2011, which I heard someone uh, on an interview say was was a particularly notable film for them in, in, in what it means about Zack Snyder is that um, every filmmaker has a movie that they've been dreaming about since they were like in college, like in film school, and they never get to make that movie right out the gate, right? Because yeah. who would just give someone a million dollars to make what cool idea they had? Instead, they, they have to make 
good films, and then once the credibility has been built, they're allowed to make their movie. Famously, um, this was Inception for uh, uh, oh, Christopher no. Nolan. Thank you, help me. Um, but for Christopher Nolan, he, like, he obviously didn't start with that, but once after he nailed it with the Batman movies and other movies, he, you know, they gave him uh, Inception, which was you know a good movie. Uh, this sucker punch is something that Zack Snyder would talk about all the time. So this was his Inception opportunity. Um, and it didn't go the same way. It's very much like Inception because but nobody's yeah, really but... sure what happens. At least in Inception, I followed it, and ninety percent of the pro- the plot does not revolve around women in a mental institution being raped. So it's yeah. a, a movie that you're going to enjoy more, <laughs> Inception, <laughs> than Sucker Punch, a film which is very very creepy and contains a very bizarre John Hamm cameo. But we're getting off track here. It's more like we're doing an episode of our other podcast, uh, Insider, the Mind of Zack Snyder. But uh, what, what we're actually uh, uh, talking, what we're trying to get out here is after Sucker Punch, he does Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, and then recently Justice League, and apparently slated for Justice League Part 2. So I will be is, shocked if that happens. He's a core, he's like this like neutrino fucking core of this spaceship engine that is the dc comic universe and i don't know why and it i Uh, think that it is definitely one of the reasons they're having trouble in all honesty and so much so that after suicide squad where he was like an executive producer and kind of like helped shape the look of the film because they all are trying to mimic the way he directs uh warner brothers came out and was like you need to cut all ties with Zack Snyder. Like, he's not well-liked. These movies are doing terrible. The association with the director who made the previous terrible films is making people think these movies will be terrible. Like, they're like, this is why it's not working. And I actually went back and watched uh, Wonder Woman recently. And I was like, all of a sudden, I was like, why is there all this, like, pointless slow motion in it? And then I realized, I was like, oh they made this director, they made her go in and add slow motion so it looked like all the other DC movies... And it's really jarring the second time you see it because much it's, it's in classic Zack Snyder fashion where it's slow motion where there's no reason for there to be slow motion where you're just like, I don't get it. Why is this shot in slow motion but nothing else? And yeah, I actually also rewatched it. And it's only for like a one major chunk of the second act. Yeah, and it really feels like she directed it at full speed. And then they went in they were like, no, we're going to just... Or and it could have been sequence. the reshoots they made her go back and do because they had to do reshoots. And it, It's a good sequence on its own matter. Anyway, um, uh, the, the point we're getting at is Zack Snyder famously and um, arguably controversially adapted Watchmen. Um, I remember hearing about Watchmen being adapted, being immediately uh, dismissive of it. Then I saw the trailer, which I still to this day hold as one of the better movie trailers I've seen in a long time. I love that trailer. The Smashing Pumpkins mm-hmm. audio playing through it. Like cutting from like the 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 owl uh the owl ship rising out of the ocean and like the funeral of the comedian and like the watchman uh, or dr manhattan like blowing up people on the the fields of vietnam i'm like give me this fucking movie but um interesting enough a lot of comic book fan like a lot of comic book artists at the time i found an article about this before we started recording uh weighed in like like brian k vaughn and stuff uh weighed in on what they thought uh about being adapting Watchmen, like like Zack Snyder aside, like all that, just what what do you think about making a Watchmen movie? And a lot of them are like cautiously optimistic, but I think Brian K. Vaughn said it, where he specifically said um, it would be like making a stage play of Citizen Kane. 
it wouldn't ruin Citizen Kane, but why do it? Like yeah. it's, it's the fact that Citizen Kane's a movie is the, the medium is, is part of what makes it good. Which is, and I think that's that's what I couldn't say for quite a long time until I read that sentence. Which is actually, if you've ever read, Alan Moore has had a number. I mean, Alan Moore is probably one of the more famous comic book writers that people have heard of. He's written some of like really influential comics, most notably Watchmen. But he also wrote like um, The Killing Joke. Uh, he did the really long From Hell comic. He created League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Uh, he did the really celebrated run of Swamp Thing. He's done like a ton of work, and he's known for like his weird uh, comics and his like sort of uh, like the way they're all kind of like political or based off like you know like dealing with a topic. He's had tons of his comics have been made into movies, V for Vendetta, and people ask him every time they release one, "What did you think of the movie?" And he says the same thing: "I don't, I never see them. I don't want to see them. They were made to be comics, not to be movies." He said, I, he said the same way I don't watch movies based on books. Because he said the medium is the value of the, the piece. He said, you know, when you write a book, you're writing it to be a book, not to be a movie. And if you're writing a book to be a movie, then it's going to be a bad book because it's not using what makes books good. And he, and so <laughs> It's very true. So he is very much in that thing to be like, well, I don't see these movies because I don't see any purpose in making a movie off of something I wrote to be a comic, where it works as a comic because of the pacing. And... He notably in, in this was uh, DC released a thing that said that he was excited they were making a Watchmen movie. And he came out immediately and said, I never said that. I will never say that. And I'm going to sue you for ma- for claiming I said that. And he sued DC Universe. He has a horrible relationship with DC. Mostly due to them taking his works and trying to commercialize them, often without giving him any of the proceeds. Uh, most notably, Watchmen's been one of the biggest sore subjects. And if you're currently reading DC, they're trying to introduce the Watchmen into the DC canon, which is absurd because the whole premise of the it's comic is very bizarre. like mocking superheroes and, yeah, and it's, trying it's to create like much, a real world version of them. It's very, very much like what if we, you know, introduce superheroes into the real world and took them as they would be received, like to, to, to treat them as how they would realistically be interpreted which was mostly terrified uh 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 it's, it's, it's in some cases a flash in the pan yeah like something that was very cool for a period of time and then people got used to or it people being it like less. you know them dying because they're not they don't have superpowers they're just guys in that, suits very true <laughs> with or, capes who get stuck in revolving doors or being caught uh and being like used by the government in wars because wars would still exist whether or not they're superheroes which is something they they hit more in the Watchmen movie than they do in the comic. But if you've never read the Watchmen comic, it was a 12-issue miniseries. At the back of each issue was a huge chunk of, like, basically, like, short stories written about the universe, which you read, and they set the stage for the comic and everything. It is, like, when they announced they were making this, I was like, unless it's three movies, I don't see how they can do it because there's just too much in the movie. There is... I was just about to say that if you throwing the Zack Snyder topic out of the out of the way, just adapting Watchmen at all is extremely hard. A, it's a critically acclaimed comic. Whether you disagree with that, it's fine. But it is by the general populace critically acclaimed, which in itself is hard. It's very hard. Two, it's not something like Spider-Man where you can look at a timeline of you know nine hundred thousand issues and storylines and choose the key ones that make a good Spider-Man movie. You have just the book. And if you invent a, a chapter two of Watchmen, you're in for some shit. 
So you have to do Watchmen, but then at that point, you have to make cuts and remove important context from the book and basically make a Reader's Digest version of Watchmen, which will just inherently not be good. And then you have the extra challenge that one of the characters is blue and naked the whole time. Oh, yeah, so which you are de- <laughs> they did not shy away with. I, we should probably warn which our I appreciate. viewers. There is some, I sh- there's some blue I appreciate, I will say. There is a it's shot. bold. There is a shot, literally, there- where he comes into frame, like, walking downstairs. And so it's just, yeah. like, his feet, his thighs, and then just this dick. I'm like, why, man? <laughs> like, I can't even see him as a person. It's just a penis coming into frame. And we'll cover it in the episode, which we're almost getting almost a little bit too into. But uh, I have likes and dislikes about this movie. And there's strong likes and dislikes. I have scenes that I thought were really quite good and scenes that I just want to scream for nine hours about. But one of the things I did enjoy was, yeah, they didn't shy away from it. And that means that there had to have been a studio meeting where some, once some guy in a suit is just leaning back in his chair being like, but the dick, though. Like, do we got to have the dick, though? There's so much <laughs> of it. There's just so much dick. Well, the viewers like the blue penis, is what I have to know. Because we pulled some people, and they were mad when we pulled them. Because we had to show them pictures of blue penises, and that made them very upset. I do wonder if that was, like, in the test screenings. Like, you know, I don't know if you guys know, like, test screenings, they give you, like, a card to fill out. And there'll be, like, questions yeah. like, how did this movie make you feel? <laughs> like, uh, what did you think the, the this movie represents if the, if the film has, like, a subtext, you know? there's I just wonder if there was one that was like, did the blue penis bother you? <laughs> Yeah, and that had to be like question nine, right? They yeah. were like question like question eight was like, do you d- does this seem like a good popcorn summer flick for you? Question nine was like, so um, g- good movie, great, thank you for the questions. Uh, the the that's a blue wiener. Yeah, that's a flask of blue it's wiener. Like, do that? Uh, how do you that do anything for you? Like hot cold? Just give me a. It just says blue dick question mark. That was the question. <laughs> And that's just an emoji of a frown, yeah. emoji of a smile, the, and an emoji of an eggplant. It's, like, it's all you get. It's that pain scale from hospitals. <laughs> just circle the smiley face you felt when you saw Blue Penis. Um, I would just choose like, number six, which is just like the slight smile. Like, it's not quite a full smile, but you're just like, yeah, right. Um, that, uh, there's so much that you had. There was such a fucking stew of trouble in this, in even just the idea of this being a movie. And I think ultimately it didn't, it didn't fail. I would say it didn't fail, uh, even as someone who's cranky about this movie. I don't, I don't come into this movie saying, this is the... You have to be a... As you've met from the podcast, I am not an extremist when it comes to my opinion. I don't... Even movies I dislike, I am like, ah, I found some stuff I liked. But you, it has to be a disaster for me to be mad, mad about it. And I don't see that way about this movie. So I would like to find... Um, like I told folks before, I'm hoping to find a guest uh, that I can bring on that has more positive feeling because i i know a few people who thought this movie was very very good and i think it's a totally valid opinion and i want to bring them on just so we have that full spectrum but um regardless we'll be recording an episode and releasing it uh next week that's right so you can find Watchmen. it is available on amazon itunes whatever i didn't bother to look to see if it was on netflix because i'm 90 percent sure it's not so if you find it good for you <laughs> so we'll be watching that uh we'll be discussing it we'll be discussing the lack of uh the comic that runs throughout the comic there's a comic within a comic in watchmen that'll be i'm sure brought up we'll be talking about uh the very cool intro the interesting twist to the ending that i think a lot of us liked mm-hmm. we'll be talking about uh the sex scene that is too long and has the wrong score so wrong uh, and that score so very <laughs> very very wrong 
And we'll be talking about my personal uh, uh, mishandling of Rorschach, who, by the way, isn't a character that you should like that much. <laughs> you shouldn't. You shouldn't think he's that cool. <laughs> by the way, I do. I have. I'm literally holding right in my hands is the Rorschach mask I got for my costume for Halloween. I still think he's a bad guy. <laughs> he's the worst. They also make a weird change to a scene with him, but we'll talk about that next week. So look forward to that. Uh, check us out next week. I guess. All right, all right. I got some. I got some trivia about uh, ballpark hot dogs. You ready? All right, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs>